0: Uh, we did get rid of Tom successfully for a couple of days. <laughs> he graciously allowed us uh, to invite a guest in. Uh, we've we've had for two episodes now. This is our third, uh, and sadly, uh, well, final. We'll say that. But who knows? Uh, perpetual vows may be on the horizon. We may have come back. Sure. Uh, but Brother Dylan Perry, who is a De, De La Salle Christian brother. Uh, and he's um, uh, visiting with us and just telling us all about a his vocational call. That was the first episode, uh, specifically. And then we talked about his vocational call to the Christian Brothers and the charism of the Christian Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, sort of on an international level. And we learned a little bit more about that. Uh, but then now we want to kind of focus on what you're doing specifically, uh, uh, Brother Dylan, with where you're on. You're a school principal. That's right on the Blackfeet Reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is in northwest Montana, and I'm sure uh, in the audience out there, raise your hand if you've been to Blackfeet Reservation. <laughs> I'm seeing not many hands right. uh, go up. So I guess, like, we've talked a little bit about your own vocation, right? Mm-hmm. And I doubt that when you were, like, in high school, at Christian Brothers High School, and and they said, hey, what do you want to be in your – it's like, I want to be a school principal on an Indian reservation. That's right? what I want to – doubt you <laughs> You thought that immediately. Maybe you saw some videos or mm-hmm. pictures or something that made you think like, "Wow, cool! I could do something like that," or whatever. I don't right. know. But how did you end up on Blackfeet Reservation?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, you're exactly right, and thank you for having me. Um, this is it's very that's a very specific thing to uh, to want. Not like uh, not like being a firefighter or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's not what I. Uh,
0: when I was d- a kid, I wanted to drive a garbage truck. Mm-hmm. So. <gasps> Uh, it would' have been cool though, yeah, but you yeah. want to race
1: garbage trucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um, so no i don 't think um, even if I did uh, t- times think about being a uh, a teacher, never a principal, and never um, uh, never uh, never thought about going as far west as i as I yeah. have gotten. Um, and then beyond that, in on an Indian reservation, which exactly. we don't always find ourselves on. True. So there's a number of a number of pieces I think that uh, that have led to to me now working um, at, with the um, the Blackfeet people. Um,
0: now, is this are they part of a larger tribal network of some so, kind? So
1: yeah, that's what's another interesting. So they're um, the Blackfeet. Uh, reservation is part there's the blackfoot confederacy uh it's the four uh there's four bands three of which are in in alberta canada okay um so most of the uh the history and the uh the culture are housed in um at universities and things in in canada right um and so not only we're dealing with the people who have not been removed from their land this is still their um their ancestral homeland but uh rather than the reservation system kind of now it certainly did cause some trauma um but just the canadian border um cut the oh cut the people yeah didn't think about that we're gonna draw a line here that's right and cut their migration patterns and you know for interesting um, in in um so yeah, so that changed a lot so a number of ways that um that uh that cu- culture and history have uh have uh, impacted uh, impacted those people is there a lot of beauty on the land itself my goodness yeah, it's t- it's uh, remarkably beautiful i drive past lots of uh, lots of bison every morning on my way there you um, don't ride a bison though. don't ride them no um although you know i could easily you know if i learned to i could probably ride a horse uh, okay uh, <laughs> the, um and uh, so yeah, very rural, but we're right next to Glacier National Park, which um, uh, I would say is uh, the most beautiful national park. Wow. Um, and uh, so yeah, so we're not uh, certainly- How big a of an of area numbers, but, this oh is? Goodness, switch, right? I'm- I don't, Not specific, but we're talking about- Yeah. It's more
0: than a couple of miles. It <laughs> is, it's
1: pretty big. It's one, I think it's one of the largest <laughs> geographic um, res- reservations on, in the country. Um, so a large property in our school is right in the middle. Um, and um so we we only you know, there's there's five or no so I think I think 10,000 um members of the Blackfeet tribe um but we're just doing our little part uh teaching about 65 students at a time uh, yeah. at our little um little school next to the parish um that was it's only been around for about 20 years um, so um so a couple of things to touch on how the school ended up being there how I ended up being there uh, a number of things that uh, it's all relatively recent. But before you get into that, mm-hmm. there's a but there's an interesting thing about the history of this particular reservation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I didn't know any of this until you shared this with me. and a lot of people don't realize that when the United States government started, you know, assigning reservations, creating reservations, they would actually assign religious denominations. Mm-hmm. To the various reservations, and
0: yeah, there was probably a government office, mm-hmm. where, right? You know, where they just—it's like we're just going to okay. make you all—you're associated with this religious
1: mm-hmm. denomination, and, and,
0: and so they decided to say that the Blackfeet would be Methodist. I think so, Is that yeah. correct?
1: And then, what? How did the Blackfeet tribe respond at that point? And so, no, there are some. There's still a Methodist presence on on the reservation, but the uh, the Jesuits had come were the first Europeans to uh, to interact with the Blackfeet um, in the early 1800s. Um, In addition to maybe some Canadian fur trappers. And so they had been been interacted with Jesuit so much so that the word for Jesuit in Blackfeet, uh, or the word for Catholic in Blackfeet, translated to black robe. Oh, uh, interesting. interesting. And so a friend of mine who's an expert in the language, and I wear a long black habit as well. And said, "I never knew why that was the word until I saw you." Um, so uh, that's cool. That's a cool. So they,
0: so they were like, "Hey, we're we already got an association exactly. with the Jesuits. We're already we're, we're Catholic. Already Catholic. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty of, cool."
1: And there, yeah, there's a strong Catholic presence um, in the on the reservation, and a, and a pretty strong. I think if you're a Christian or if you're practicing Christianity. Um, then you are very likely Catholic, and there's a um, a lot of um, overlap in traditional practice um, and the and Catholic practice. Um, a lot of the now, ways in which they. I work would imagine. Together. I'm not an
0: expert uh, on uh, the American Indian and the experience, uh, but I'm also not oblivious to mm-hmm. some bits of history and things like that. And I would imagine that the Blackfeet Reservation, like many of the different. All the varying different kinds of uh, um, life of, of the Indian experience, you know, there's a, there's a lot of poverty, there's a lot of struggle, there's a lot of strife in those Definitely. communities. Is that is that like, is that it the is, same thing yes. that's in Blackfeet?
1: Um, uh, yeah, we have a um, uh, lot of uh, high, very high uh, rates of um, fentanyl use and overdose mm-hmm. um, that I think is a carryover from some alcohol issues yeah. uh, previously. Very high rates of suicide, um, especially among the youth. Poverty um, is that yeah, fairly uh, fairly impoverished. Those yeah. um, uh, that's also I think just general. Ru- it's very rural right. where we are, um, and a lot of ranchers and ranch land and that kind of thing. And so you know, it kind of looks big and empty in general. Um, so. Um, I'm not sure about specific rates of, of poverty and things like that. But the point is, well, it's a, it's a place of, where there's a need for ministry. Definitely, a lot of trauma, and that we hold to be. Um, we recently re- rewrote our um, our mission statement, and and working to heal the traumas. Um, we're working with our um, our our constituents. Um, to understand how to heal trauma um, and to find their own power for our students is, is really important, especially as a, a ministry of the Catholic Church, to recognize and be a part of the traumas that the church itself was a part of. Um, now, we're, um, in that way, uh, somewhat immune from some of those things because our school is only 20 years old. Right. Um, but my community, the, the four brothers that I live with, um, are um, li- live on an old, the old uh, Jesuit uh, land that was a boarding school and um, and has some of that history um, to it that um, that we still are identified with, uh, whether we you know whether our order was a part of it or not.
0: Right, and um, that can be problematic, I
1: would imagine. Mm, definitely, yeah. definitely. So there's a, there's a fair. bit it's of It's a mistrust. complicated history. It, it is very a complicated, complicated history. And so our school um, was started out of the Curcio movement, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which was very big on the reservation. I think because, you know, uh, I did not. I mean, I've been involved in Curcio mm-hmm. for uh, most of
0: my uh, adult Catholic life. And it's like, it's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. De Colores, right? <laughs> yes. So the um, so the folks who were really involved with Curcio, I think, in the... Uh, in the 80s were saying we need a school um, as part of because they were um, I think the uh, the Cursillo movement there was um, was helping to heal some of these traumas and the pre the pastor at the time Father Ed Kohler um, had known our brothers from Guatemala now two of the brothers that I currently the president the president of our school um, ministered for for a long time in Guatemala as well Um, I don't think I'm not sure if they knew each other but uh, so he knew our brothers from Guatemala and um, petitioned the, uh, the, the brothers of the Midwest to, uh, to start a school for 10 years before we finally wow. uh, was writing letters and asking. And we weren't sure that we could. Uh, we had no ministries near there. The closest school, I think, well, the, it would be in the California province. We have schools in, in Oregon and Washington state um and but not nowhere near uh nowhere in Montana or anything right and so this is kind of out of the our realm of what he kept at. So he was persistent, kept asking, and eventually squeaky um, wheel
0: gets the grease. That's right. That's the
1: way God operates. We there's many parables. <laughs> that's right. And we eventually, you know, went out there and some brothers who had already had experience doing what I would consider to be um, sort of innovative and uh, work with with people on the margins who had been involved with Dorothy with um, with Catholic worker houses and right. other ministries, really Dorothy Day and things like that. Um, we're sort of on the, you know, on the forefront of this kind of work. And so went out there at the time that we were starting elementary schools all over the country as a part of uh, what we call the San Miguel movement, um, we were rather, um, San Miguel Febres Cordero, um, who that's inspired out of, um, oh my gosh. I'm going to lose details, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm talking too much. Um, but so San Miguel, which um, many people might fam- be in Memphis are familiar with, um, Dill Sal, Blessed Sacrament, mm-hmm. was a, um, a San Miguel school. Um, but we start all these uh, non-tuition-driven schools um, in um, in impoverished areas or high-needs areas that, um, uh, you know, was wor- working um, their extended hours. So we have our students from 7.30 uh, to 4.30, um, and do a lot of work to help catch them up with, uh, with you know, academically, socially, emotionally, all kinds of things like that, um, to let we get extra time with them. And, yeah, the, but the key is that it's um, it's not tuition-driven, and that we, so we don't, we take, um, we take a small tuition, um, but it costs, um, it costs about $15,000 to educate a student um, at, Uh, at our school, and uh, we don't ask our parents nearly that much. Right. Um, And so that's the model. That's how the brothers got to be in Montana. Now, how I got to be... Yeah,
0: I was going to say, because it sounds like, uh, you know, it has to be some kind of work of the Lord to have gotten you Mm -hmm. involved in this.
1: So um, it has a lot also to do with the San Miguel movement. So I was... um, I, I mentioned previously I had been working um, I was the associate director of Lasallian Volunteers um, which has is, is now since closed but was a volunteer program that sent college graduates uh, around the country and so I had visited the school as a part of that ministry I had um, and then I also uh, in my first year or my second year of postulancy um, taught at San Miguel in Tulsa, Oklahoma Okay. So I began to be interested. I basically learned to teach uh, at middle school, um, and I had nev- definitely never th- saw myself. And I think when I started uh, being interested in education, I was going to be a college philosophy professor. I that's I knew that's the level and the the subject. They don't teach philosophy in middle school, yeah, uh, explicitly at least. Well, there's uh, a certain
0: but, nerdy crowd that might be excited to hear right? that there would be a f- philosophy class mm-hmm. in middle school, but. I Not did eventually. Everybody.
1: I did eventually get to teach high school uh, philosophy for there a few go. years in Minneapolis, which is exciting. But um, so when I was in Minneapolis, um, which is my previous ministry, I began to discern an interest in, uh, in administration, an interest in going back and working with younger students. Um, and sort of feeling, you know, a, a call towards um, what we we're talking about, more marginal ministries, right. especially with some of the international conversations that I've been a part of that are talking about how that's the work um, um, of our of our charism. And so um, the beauty of religious vows is that you got someone else looking out for you. You have superiors who are uh, helping you with this discernment. So... Um, my, uh, we call him a brother visitor, uh, someone called call provincial superior. Um, I like, we have very very uh, relational words. Our, yeah. our superior is just someone who comes and visits you.
0: Your boss. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so he, um, we, were, we were sitting, um, you know, in a setting like this in a, in a cafe, and, and he says, um, I got a crazy idea, Dylan. How about, you know, they haven't had, uh, they need a principal out in, uh, out in Montana, and, uh, you know, I would have expect a year before I might have expected my heart to sink and my, you know, stomach to do uh, backflips. And uh, without knowing really what that meant or what was expected of me or anything, so that doesn't sound that crazy. Um, and so obviously it took some time. So to, obviously to there decide. were seeds that had been planted that had started to germinate. Exactly. Exactly. Now, yeah, so then there's that's the, the professional side of it. that I was interested in. Um, but while I was in um, in uh, Tulsa, working in, in middle school, um, I had the opportunity to sort of practice some middle school administration where there's some some needs that um, that popped up and and I was able to fill in um, so there's some of that as well as uh, being in a place uh, that school was um, was entirely um, ministering to Hispanic. Uh, so let's 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 talk about that. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you find yourself here in this school, and really, what I think people who are listening right now are going like, "Okay, I get it. You got there. Mm-hmm. That's all interesting." But what's most interesting is like, what is it like? Because yeah. we don't have a ready uh example of what it's like to be on an Indian reservation mm-hmm. and you're saying that's a yeah, good point. Is it a
1: Hispanic culture? No, no, so, what, sorry. So the um are they, are the, are they the, steeped in indigenous culture and in blackfeet culture? They're relatively the um yeah, so this in I think a lot of our experience is more in southwestern right. um, indigenous culture which is more more Hispanic. You know, we're um 20 minutes from the Canadian border. Yeah. So um you know, our kids are very Canadian in their... Um, Interesting. In their, their I don't even know what that means, though, because, yeah, you know, for, uh, that's
0: far from me as well. It's
1: cowboy culture. I okay. mean, Al, um, Alberta is, the, I think, the Texas of, of Canada. Is it um, uh, th- in the predominant language on the reservation? So um, w- there's a lot of work being done, and we're currently do, hel- uh, doing to reclaim um, the Blackfeet language, um, but there are very few fluent speakers. Okay, um, So English is predominant. Um, although um, in education terms, uh, not a lot of academic English being spoken, so it's all very um,
0: interesting. So, the liter- but then know, I would imagine there are going to be there are going to be some uh, some cultural words mm-hmm. like that yeah. that they would bring
1: in. Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, so the word for the word for hello in uh, in Blackfeet is okie. Okay. Um, so you see a okay. lot. Of, um, so exactly. So then you get that a bit um, for you know just uh, general um, uh, greetings and and some of those things. But yeah, so few people, unfortunately, um, speak the language that is not not incorporated very well. But culturally, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that are. Um, that sort of work in, but it, it's just, I mean, it's very rural, um, and very yeah, cowboy culture. So, so do, a lot do of rodeos you, and powwows and it's part and of
0: what you of do. To, are, are you, are you guys uh, as Christian brothers is one of your side gigs, charisms, missions there. Mm-hmm. Is it to help them rebuild and reclaim their culture and,
1: not explicitly, but it is more part of the the, the mission of the school, um, and and so we do have a, we have a full time uh, Native Studies coordinator who's oh, okay. working on on that kind of outreach and and building programs, and that's you know it's a lot of general missionary kinds of stuff, building relationships with with elders um, to to understand the uh, the culture, and this is definitely a challenge to be you know, in some ways to help to impart. Um, cultural knowledge that you're not a part of, you know, so I have a lot of experience with doing that with Catholicism with people who maybe aren't as interested, right? But but some, it's the opposite uh, with some of this stuff where they're very interested, but I don't know a lot about, I'm not an expert. Um, And so I think that's a really beautiful experience actually of, of being uh, certainly being among the minority in an area. Yeah. Um, well, this is where you see education as an exchange. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus uh,
0: like a top-down kind of we're going to we're, we're implanting
1: mm-hmm.
0: knowledge upon you, but there's more uh, of an exchange of things. That's right. Uh, and that happens in the world everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's all about what you're talking about community and relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So, building that, and, and you're right, the, the exchange, um, our Native Studies Coordinator uh, talks a lot about, um, about things being reciprocal. Um, and so, being explicit about how the, this relationship is reciprocal between the church and the tribe and, and how we are uh, working together for the betterment of, of our young people. Yeah, speaking um, of
0: the young people, tell me about the kids. Oh my I mean, god, what is that?
1: What is that like? Um, well, they're wonderful, um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing lots of kids, and it's all just washing over me. Um, so, um, the, I would say, I mean, it's diff, it's challenging, um, mostly. In my case, I would say um, the the working in a rural school, um, it's hard to find opportunities for. Right. Um, you know, it's not like even even in like inner city education, you can go to a museum. They can go to a museum or um, different things like that. So In a rural place um, where we'd have to drive a whole day to get to right. something like that, um, it's hard to provide some of those opportunities, um, which is is a distinct challenge for us. Um, and so the resources, um, and even even among other uh, some other indigenous schools. Um we're not near a bigger city that might have the the resources to support or to donate. Um, so um, we're not next to next to a large uh, metropolitan area. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of great programming that we do. One thing i I, I definitely have to mention that I think is an amazing. Uh, part of our ministry is what we call um, the uh, our immersion program so we invite um, high school and college students from around the country we host about 30 uh, 30 or so groups that come in and, and stay with us in our community, uh, live with us, pray with us, eat with us, um, and and then also are uh, working with our students, learning about, have uh, speakers and, and readings and things to learn about indigenous issues and all these things. So uh, we're able to bring people in, and then they're able to take that message out. So, um, yes, you're right, uh, big problem with, with what we're talking about is people don't know um, and a big part of our ministry is helping people know. Um, well, you
0: know, we, we should, speaking of that, we should bring up the uh, website for mm-hmm. your school to help people who are interested and want to help. I know, I imagine that you guys probably could use some help, especially financially, but definitely p- uh, prayerfully. Uh, and if they go to, there's a website you have. It's DLSBS.org. So De La Salle, right. Blackfeet School.org. Mm-hmm. Or uh, as Sam pointed out in the last episode, if you just Google Blackfeet School, mm-hmm. This this place is gonna it's gonna be like the first hit, That's right? The first it's right. Hit. Yeah. Blackfeet school, and you'll be able to to be able to find out more about what you guys do there, the Definitely. important work that you're doing there, uh, and then to be able to help financially support that, because again, I, mm-hmm. until Sam had told me that he'd mm-hmm. run into you and he knew you, and it's like this might be an interesting topic. I'd never even heard of this. Mm-hmm. I knew these kinds of things happened in some places, but I was it was remote to me. Mm-hmm. But now, to hear this and to and I would imagine that you on a daily basis experience like something in these kids' eyes that tell you that you're doing mm-hmm. not specifically you but that the, that the work the charism the work the order is doing something good here yeah
1: um, I mean in a place that has a lot of, of historical and even some ongoing uh, trauma related to um, to psychological issues and and um, and chemical issues um, i they feel safe with us. They talk about a lot. They feel good. They feel happy. They feel safe, um, to, to be kids, to know who they are and, uh, and to learn and to grow. Um, and I think that's, that's huge. Um, and we're also doing, you know, that's the social emotional part, I think is an important part of Catholic education. Yeah. Uh, we're also, uh, providing quality education. Um, we have programs that are helping to get students, uh, up to speed, um, in, their, in math and reading, i uh, really excited about a new initiative um, that we started last year um, called the uh, Little Flower Academy. Our, our parish is the uh, is Therese of Lisieux. Okay. Um, but focusing on her little way, we're teaching our, our fourth and fifth graders in a combined classroom in a sort of um, Montessori style to explore and learn and, and getting them um, ready and excited for their middle school education. Um, by teaching them how to to be self driven, self motivated, in a place that um, that has that often is challenged with that and has very um, some challenging uh, education outcomes, um, where and I think that just goes to show how caring about people, focusing on them, putting um, and it's not necessarily certainly we would appreciate um, some additional resources. Um, but just putting putting your attention um, on on people and caring about them makes a huge difference to, uh, to the I,
0: I would also, I guess I would just ratify, based on what you're telling me, uh, you know, you, you're in a place where I think lack of opportunity is, it's fair to say, right? Mm-hmm, and there's lots of, as you've said, trauma, but lots of challenges to that opportunity. And the reality is what you guys are doing is providing, um, in essence, hope for some mm-hmm. of these kids. Yes. Uh, and so... Uh, this is you're you're truly this is the the work of the lord here thank you and so anybody that can uh then that can help especially with your prayers yes, uh but yes. if you want to find out more uh org or blackfeet school mm-hmm. just google that and you'll find out more about what uh brother dylan perry is doing there along with uh are there other brothers present in that area or are you
1: no, right now. Uh, now, community, as we talk a lot about relationship, community is an essential part of, of who we are. And so the president of the school, uh, as well, Brother Dale Mooney, who was recently spotlighted, he was a Lumen Christie uh, right. nominee uh, for. Um, uh, Catholic Extension, um, so and Brother Jim Kraus, who longtime missionary, so great work. Being you got done, a little mini um, bro- community and, there, uh, exactly. Some great support. Happening. But
0: you guys are doing some incredible work, and I think that's it's quite beautiful. And uh, we'll continue to pray for you, mm-hmm. uh, Brother Dylan. We really appreciate the fact that you take the time to come and visit us here, really uh, at the Catholic Cafe, to help us to see uh, exactly what you guys are doing out there, and just invite people to uh, prayerfully support you uh, financially if you can, but just to Uh, If you're interested in the Christian Brothers, uh, brothersvocation.org. But anyway, uh, Brother Dylan, thank you so much for joining us here in the Catholic Cafe. Thanks so much for having me. Let's ask the Blessed Virgin to watch over that school and those those peoples. Mm -hmm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now now, and at the the hour hour of our our death. death. Amen. Amen. Amen.